0: More than 30 years ago, our next guest founded one of the greatest hip-hop groups of all time. He's telling the whole story. Watch new episodes of his Emmy-nominated series Wu-Tang and American Saga Wednesdays on Hulu. Please welcome the RZA. Good to see you. you Remember last time uh, you were here? Well, last time we were in Brooklyn. But before that, I don't know if you remember, you were telling me about this idea you had for this show. Uh And I was like, wow, that sounds like a great idea. And then uh, we were preparing to uh, go to Brooklyn with Wu-Tang. You guys were going to perform on the show. Method Man was here with us. And he had no idea we were doing it in Brooklyn, and had you not pointed that out to him, he would have been here in this studio in L.A. alone <laughs> while the rest of the group was in Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, he thought, we, he thought that you was filming in L.A. Yeah, which he, makes sense. It makes sense, but we did a whole skit there in Brooklyn. And it was yeah. a bunch of cameras, and the studio was in Brooklyn. He should have kind of figured it out. You would think, yeah. Does yeah. that happen? Is that something that you have to deal with on a regular basis? <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, they call me the abbot. Uh-huh. Because the abbot is the best knower. He knows, he knows some secret things that you may have missed. You know what I mean? Right, right. So i point it out.
0: In this case, not a secret at all. In this case, uh-huh. something that... <laughs> 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 and, then, uh, and then the show came to be. It became It's a, a, a big hit, and, like, you're on the third season. It's yeah, spectacular. It's anyway, you,
1: it's... You. You, know, you know what's crazy? You know, every time I, you know, as I told you about the show, but every time I do something, I try to visualize before I do it. And I actually was visualizing coming here. And I had a dream. And excuse me for talking about my dreams. No, no, go ahead. You was in my, well, the Jimmy Kimmel show was in my dream. Really? I was supposed to come on. I come on. I'm all excited. I sit down. And Ricky Grievous, I mean, Ricky Gervais. OK, yeah, Ricky right? Gervais, yeah. He's took your place hosting because you went on vacation. Oh. And nobody tells me, so I'm sitting here. And he's beating me up with all these bad remarks, right? And I said, you know what, Ricky, I'm happy to be here, but since Jimmy's not here, I'm gonna leave. And so I took off my mic and I started to walk away. And he stopped me, said, no, please just hold up for one second. Just give me a close up. And I stood there and he took a close up and said, we are edit around you. <laughs> 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 I woke up, you. I woke up waving. My wife was like, what are you waving at? I said, I, 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 I had to The a crowd? He's. <laughs> <laughs> <weird>, brother. Was <laughs> Guillermo there? You know, no, he, he, they, you they, they let, they, he was on vacation with him, I think. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. we were in Hawaii, yeah.
0: Wow, <laughs> I didn't even make it into your dream. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I got bumped from your dream, and you got roasted by Ricky Gervais. Man, it was crazy, man. Had you been smoking something uh, the night before? Or how?
1: Know, no. I, I've been sober, man. You've been what, sober? What I did the night before, I did this, I performed my first ballet. Yeah, tell me about that. That's... I, I mean, I wasn't dancing. I, yeah, I, right, right,
0: right. Your first ballet. I like the idea of your first ballet. <laughs> you wrote and composed a
1: ballet. Yeah, so we performed, it, we performed it in Colorado. So maybe I had a lot of stress on my head that made me go to bed and dream about you or dream <laughs> about the show. But... The
0: Colorado Symphony Orchestra yeah. backed you. Yep. When you say you wrote a ballet, what, does that mean you told like, the dancers what to do? You, came, you choreographed it as well, or no?
1: No, we, no, I had a choreographer named uh, Usha. What we did was I wrote a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called A Ballet Through Mud. Okay. Because sometimes we all got to go through mud in life. But in Buddhism, if you go through mud, you may also grow out as a lotus. Right? Okay. And so the idea of this story was six young people trying to you know, explore life, maybe their first drink, their first smoke, their first uh, encounter with love. And it becomes tragic. And it turns them all upside down. And then eventually, though, they evolve and realize that everything is exploration. And if you go through the mud, you could reborn yourself as a lotus. Incredible.
0: You had this thought, and then you thought, I will make it a ballet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because it could be a movie. It could be a story. It could be a song. It could be anything.
1: Yeah, I thought ballet. I don't know why, brother. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sure the guys in the in the symphony didn't know why either. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, none of my Wu-Tang brothers showed up, I tell you that. They didn't.
0: <laughs> Was the, I mean, that must have been fun for these, s- these musicians in the symphony who are used to playing, you know, this very formal kind of music. Oh, man.
1: In the crowd, we had people from the age of 70 to 7, right? So you had people dressed in the formal you know, orchestra attire. Then you had people with the Wu-Tang hoodies on. You had some girls dressed like they was going to the club. <laughs> and for the first time, and I'm not proud of this, but it's a true thing, Jimmy. For the first time in history, the F-bomb was dropped at the Colorado Symphony. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Always
0: pioneering. <laughs> you brought something here that I think is pretty great. I'm going to hold this up just to see. Now, You didn't bring the actual notebook because this is something that you cherish. This is a this is some a notebook full of lyrics starting from when you were how old?
1: About 14 years old.
0: Would you mind? I know you have some photographs here, and this is what they what they look like. Reading some of the lyrics that you wrote when you were
1: just wow. a teen. You're going to put me on the spot here, but um. This book is so old that Raekwon says it's starting to grow hair on this book. (laughs) But um, this is when I was 14 years old. I had lyrics like, uh, I call myself the rap scientist. So it was a a systematical state, a mathematical form. Submerge my rap verse to come like a storm. I select myself as the MC emperor. Who's your posse conqueror, cold-hearted warrior? My exterior proves that I'm superior. And to teach me, you other MCs are inferior. The dialect in which I project correct will inflict with strict so they can't detect my acknowledgement to this establishment, will truly present that Rakim is excellent. That's incredible. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. And when, you, uh, when you write something like that,
0: will you show it to like one of your teachers? Will you show it to your family? Will you show it to anyone?
1: Well, not to my teachers. That, uh-huh. that's, Actually, I was one of those kids in class that would finish his work first yeah. and then write a lyric. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But um, what's amazing about this book to me, if I could share with you, is that it really goes from the age of 14 to 18, and it's pre-Wu-Tang. It has all these ideas. Some lyrics are about my teachers. You know, I saw one of my teachers. I didn't like how he looked at the other student. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though she was a pretty girl, he shouldn't have been looking at her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I wrote a lyric about that, or I wrote a lyric about some of my friends who... Uh, you know the first time they drunk beer in the bathroom and all that. I just would write everything into a lyric.
0: So this is why you couldn't show it to the teachers, right? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of incriminating stuff in there. Yeah, exactly. And then did this help you these lyrics in
1: in writing the show? I mean, when you're well, these lyrics actually helped the ballet. There was a there's one here if I could give yeah, you. Yeah, go points, ahead. Okay? Yeah. So like I said, the ballet was based on sixteens, and this lyric when I found it during the pandemic, it helped me uh, write the ballet. So. Sue was this girl who was really quite fly. Brad was real cool, when he was her guy. Lisa was freaky. She loved to have sex. Dexter was her man, but they called him Dex. His sister's name was Monica, and she was a verge. Joe was just their friend, and he was a nerd. Brad bought the beer. Sue bought the smoke. Lisa bought the Sheiks. Dexter had the Coke. But Joe was the type who didn't get high, nor did Monica, but she was willing to try. You yeah, know Wow. It goes on. It, it goes That's on nice. easy. <laughs>
0: I yeah. mean if, I, if my kid wrote something like this I would I don't know I would put him in a special like super genius school or something immediately. Uh, yeah.
1: It did work out for me a
0: little bit. It did work out. <laughs> yeah. Things that really worked out. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see the whole process. This season 3 is about after you guys find success, you're now like doing recording solo albums in Wu-Tang Clan. Did you ever think about not using the word clan in the name of the um, group?
1: <laughs> no, wow. Well, uh, you see, I
0: use a C. You use I the use C, yes. C, you spelled yeah. it properly, yes. <laughs> well, it's great to have you here. I Thanks for that sharing button. that. That's uh, unbelievable. You should publish that. That would be inspirational to, I think, young people, right?
1: Um, I, 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 I think I'll about it.
0: it. I'll okay. think about that. <laughs> RZA, everybody. Wu-Tang and American Star Wars all in
1: now. We'll be back with Bailey Zimmerman.